back to Extra Point here on KDOS AM 1060. As always, follow along with us online at KDOS1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app. Looking forward to getting back into the NFL prop bet discussion as we pop on out to the KDOS hotline. Brian Blewis, Pro Football Network. Follow all of their work over at pfnbetting.com. Brian, it's uh, Bob and Kayla. How are you? We missed you last week. Yeah, I missed you guys too, and I um, wish um, the day, the day that we had that we had all for this segment was this week instead of last week because it's a terrible <laughs> slate of games coming up. I we were just discussing that off air about the uh, the, uh, the action yeah. this week. Uh, it's man. We'll we'll do our best. How's that? <laughs> yeah, and the primetime games are just as bad as it gets too. Like I'm, it, it's it's almost worth not watching. <sighs> but alas. We will watch. Uh, let's start, though, because, you know, the Arizona Cardinals, they're going to be hosting the Falcons, and uh, it's going to be Kyler Murray getting his first start since de- December 12th of 2022. His number from this morning was 219 and a half passing yards, but we have absolutely no basis for anything about what he's going to look like in this new offense. So should anything Kyler Murray just be off the table this week? And furthermore, what do we do with the Falcons? Do we consider Kyle Pitts here at over 34 and a half receiving yards? Do we load up on Tyler Algier, assuming that Bijan Robinson continues to not get a workload? Yeah, I hate to start off with this answer for both sides, but this is a complete stay away from me from a player prop standpoint because, one, we don't know how Kyler's going to look his first game back from tearing his ACL almost a year ago in a brand-new offense. And then, two, there's just nobody you could trust when it comes to Arthur Smith on the Falcons, even though – Kyle Pitts just did have a baby, and some people love to play into the narratives of, like, guys having birthdays, guys having kids, and then scoring touchdowns and having big games. So, if there's any insight I can offer for this game, it's that. <laughs> if the baby is home, he's not going to sleep, though. So, I, 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 that's just a guess on my part. I've never had a kid. So, there you go. That's, my, that's yeah. what I hear. All right. Real quick, though, back to that Cardinals game. Yeah, if there was, do, do we maybe even at least momentarily think about, think about Marquise Brown? He has, you know, obviously played with uh, Mil, uh, Murray at OU. And when Brown was playing and Hopkins was suspended here at the start of last year, they had a really good connection and Brown had some pretty big games. Yeah, now that he mentioned that's not a bad play. His props only at 51 and a half. And we've seen Josh Dobbs last week and then a the week before Will Levis, like pretty underwhelming quarterbacks have big games against the Falcons defense, especially big pass plays through the air with Will Levis. And he kept Hawkins for a couple of them. And if there's one thing that Marquise Brown's good at, it's being a deeper downfield. And he has a big bump in quarterback play, not just from, especially from uh, Clayton Toon last week. So if you're looking for a flyer in this game, I think that's the direction to head it. Brian Blue is Pro Football Network. Follow all of their work over at pfnbetting.com. The game uh, in Sunday gets started in Germany. It's the Colts and the Patriots. The Colts are giving up 125.6 yards per game on the ground to opposing offenses. With the Patriots struggling so much to move the ball, will they finally feed Ramadre Stevenson, who did bust for a big run last week? Yeah, I, I don't have too strong a thoughts with Stevenson here. Pretty, he's been pretty underwhelming this season for the most part, but like he's had a little bit of a bump in recent weeks, as you mentioned. If there's one direction I'm going to head in this game, though, I'll give you an under-the-radar guy. It would be uh, Mike Gusecki, who's basically the number two tight end in New England, but he's also one of their top receivers now with Kendrick Bourne out for the season. He saw a huge bump in snaps last week, and they play a lot more two tight end sets because 
this receiving core of the Patriots is so weak, and their tight ends might actually be their two best pass catchers on their team. So his props are pretty low, only 21.5 receiving yards. His touchdown odds are around like plus 500 last I checked, and he has the best red zone target share on the team with Kendrick Bourne out for the season, and the books haven't really adjusted. Okay, so let me flip that game to the other side. You know, Michael Pittman has been you know, good with Gardner Minshew at quarterback. Josh Downs, it looks like he's going to be out because of injury. So maybe uh, considering uh, some Pittman prop uh, prop bets uh, against the you know the Patriots defense, which has not been as good as expected. Yeah, I know that one of our um, betting and fantasy analysts at uh, Pro Football Network, who filled in for me a few weeks ago, Kyle Stoppy, he's pretty heavy on uh, Michael Pittman props this week. He likes him to have a big game against the Patriots team. And one thing that always is in the back of people's minds when they're betting player props with the Patriots is the narrative that, like, Bill Belcher likes to take away the opposing team's best weapon. But it doesn't happen all the time, and it's definitely less true and more perception than reality. And this, this day's version of the Patriots and their heyday. The 49ers are at the Jaguars. The 49ers should be getting Debo Samuel back. We'll have to wait and see on Trent Williams on the offensive line. The Jaguars' defense, though, has been really good against the run. It's hard to think about an under with the explosive ability of these 49ers players, but under 65.5 yards for Christian McCaffrey on the ground. Do you like that thought process? Yeah, my one thing is the players as good as McCaffrey, so McCaffrey are running back, and then a receiver guys like, Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown. They're pretty matchup-proof, in my opinion. And I don't know if I'd be a little scared to take the under here, especially if you think the 49ers are going to pull away with this one and snap their three-game losing streak. But you did mention the Jaguars have a good run defense. And if anything, it, it, the odds are tough because they're, they're, they price what they are for a reason. He scores touchdowns every week. But McCaffrey is one touchdown away from breaking the record for most consecutive games with a touchdown. So... If you find another player prop you like in this game to bring the odds up from minus 75, that would be a good play right there. McCaffrey to get in the end zone. Okay, the Bengals have ruled out T. Higgins already for this week. Jamar Chase took that nasty fall against the Bills the other night, and he's missed some practice time this week. So bottom line, is it time to maybe get interested in some Tyler Boyd over props here? Yeah, that wouldn't be a bad play. I Right now, I don't see any player props up for any of uh, the Bengals players outside of Joe Mixon, so it's kind of hard to say right now depending on what the number is. But at the same time, we've seen, like, even before they had Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd was considered a, a pretty good receiver and for the longest time was considered the best receiver trail in the NFL. But Tyler Boyd's fallen uh, pretty under the radar a bit, and I guess people kind of forgotten how capable of receiver he is. So it really just depends. And this game, I think, will be a pretty big back-and-forth battle between C.J. Stroud and the Texans team, and that one team will run away with it in this one. So the pass, so the game script should be in the favor there. And it really depends on the numbers there, but it's not a bad thought process at all. Brian Lewis, Pro Football Network. Follow all of their work over at pfnbetting.com. So Taysom Hill has been finding his way into the end zone or creating opportunities for others to get into the end zone since we talked about him a couple of weeks ago. He is still plus money on any time score. Does that make sense to continue to ride this wave? And anything else from this game, maybe Josh Dobbs under the passing yards against this Saints defense? Yeah, I don't. Recall, I can't recall what Taysom Hill's anytime touchdown odds have been, so I can't really say if they've started to adjust or not, but it's still a plus 205 at DraftKings, so that's still 
decently de- like pretty favorable odds from a betting standpoint too. And you mentioned Josh Dobbs. This is a game that I really wanted to fade the Vikings in just because they came off that huge win last week, really inspiring performance with Dobbs not even knowing most of his teammates' names or like what their numbers were to say the least because he just got there a few days before. But the spread's up now at the three, so I'm a little less inclined to take the Saints. But you mentioned with uh, the Saints, you mentioned with Dobbs, the Saints passing defense is really good. It's one of the best defenses in the NFL and a big step up in competition from the Falcons last week. And even out of even at a number as low as 209 and a half, those are one that's kind of like a trap line almost. You think, oh, that's really easy for him to hit the over, especially as an underdog. But I definitely would fade Josh Dobbs here if anything in this one. Okay, I mentioned Tyler Boyd. I want to flip this to the other side of that game. Uh, the uh, the Bengals' defense certainly has improved, but they've had some problems against some tight ends, including last week against the Bills. So Dalton Schultz, uh, anytime touchdown, is that an idea? Um, looking at the odds right now, it's at plus 230. So if you like it, that's some really appetizing odds to say the least. But I'm not going to buy too high on any receiving props or passing props for the Texans this one just because this is, you're, you're not really getting much value from that standpoint with C.J. Stroud coming off 470 yards and five touchdowns. Yeah. And we see, like, you, you mentioned how this Bengals like, offense, you're able to throw on them, that's for sure. But not in comparison to this Bucks defense like we saw last week. And obviously the height for CJ Stroud is at an all-time high, and as it should. But I just don't want to like be late to that bandwagon, if you will. Baker Mayfield at 250 and a half passing yards seems really high, especially if this Titans front can get some pressure on him, cause some sacks or throwaways. Conversely, for the Titans, will they be wanting to feed Derrick Henry? So looking at his overs. Yeah, I'm actually re- really liking uh, the over for Will Levis in this one just because of what we saw with this Bucks pass defense last against D.J. Stroud and of uh, all active quarterbacks right now. So so let's take out Aaron Rodgers here. Will Levis has the highest average depth of target in the NFL. So he's really attacking deep downfield. He's not afraid to take those shots. And we've seen this Bucks defense is really prone to giving up big plays in the passing game. And it's like not like Will Levis doesn't have – much around them. I mean, Hopkins still looks very good too. And if there's any strength of this Bucks defense, is their is their is their is their rushing defense. But with a short spread, if you like, as an under, and pretty Brian. You're, uh, we're cutting in and out a little bit on the phone connection here, so let me see if I can get you back here momentarily. Uh, so it looks like here, conversation, though, believing in Will Levis to take advantage of some of the uh, areas of concern with the Bucks defense. You guys hear me? Oh, yep, now we can. Oh. Perfect. Great. No, I'm here. All right, awesome. I'll just do a reset here. Brian Blue is Pro Football Network and pfnbetting.com. Bob, go for your question. Okay, this is uh, strictly an anti-Bills idea. They had one sack in 46 dropbacks by the Bengals last week. Uh, Russell Wilson has a pretty high touchdown per attempt rate this year, so maybe some Russell Wilson overprops on Monday night, assuming the weather in Buffalo is okay. Yeah, I don't think it's ever a bad overs for opposing offenses against the Bills anymore. Their defense, since they've lost, Davius White and Matt Milano, Daquan Jones' injury has been one of the worst in the NFL, even bottom five in terms of some advanced advanced metrics. So 
this Broncos team too, they're, they're definitely better than people think just because of how bad they were to start the season that they gave up 70 points and lost by 50 to the Dolphins. And the perception is that Russell Wilson is a terrible quarterback now. He's definitely not close as good as he used to be. But like you said, he's been pretty efficient in throwing for touchdowns. He's not a high-volume thrower this year. Like, he's not like Drew Brees in his heyday. He's going to rack up a lot of completions. He's really all or nothing pretty much. And that's coming to the end zone as well, too. And at plus 170 for over one-and-a-half touchdowns, I wouldn't mind that play at all against this Bills defense. Uh, over for the Browns and the Ravens, it's going to be a fun AFC North battle here. This time, the Browns having Deshaun Watson with them. Amari Cooper, he's been so hit or miss on a game-to-game basis, but Watson finding a connection with him against the Cardinals last week. With this Ravens secondary, though, will they be able to keep him in check? He's sitting at uh, 54 and a half yards. And what direction makes sense to go in for this Ravens offense? Yeah, you mentioned how inconsistent Amari Cooper is. He might put up, he could put up anywhere from zero to 100 yards in a week, and zero could be as likely as any other number. It's really crazy with him. He's definitely been one of the more frustrating players from not just a player prop standpoint, but from fantasy football too, and pretty much for his whole career, even dating back to when he was playing in Oakland. But I don't want to take, I don't really want to fade this Ravens defense in any capacity. This their defense has been, there's actually the two best defenses in the NFL playing against each other, and. They're familiar opponents, given they play each other twice a year in the same division. So, if anything here, I'll just be looking at any under rather than any over just because of the matchup familiarity. Okay, last one for me, and I don't have as much as usual because I'm not a big fan of the schedule this week, either sides or prop bets or anything else. But, yeah, I mentioned the weather. Uh, in Buffalo, Mike, it's November, etc. It's always windy in Buffalo, whether it's November or, like, June. Uh, but I'm curious, you know, we're in November now. How much does weather get into your you know, forecasting and you know, does it kind of uh, – you know, or there's some websites, weather forecast websites in the NFL that you tend to lean towards for accurate weather. Yeah, the, the playing with uh, – betting with the weather in mind is always really tricky just because so much could change the first, as you're as like, if you're like a couple of days out at least that I don't want to like yeah. – what was well, there's a game a few weeks ago where there's supposed to be a lot of snow. It was a Broncos Chiefs game. There ended up being nothing pretty much. So that's always a concern. But when it happens like the day of, obviously you want to lean towards overs or rushing, under surpassing. But it's always the wind that plays more a factor in my opinion than the snow, especially when it's two teams that are familiar playing in the snow. Like maybe not as much the Broncos, but sometimes the two. But Buffalo, obviously, it'd be a different story if it was like. An, an indoor team like the Lions and a quarterback that's not known is known for not playing as well outdoors like Jared Goff, for example. But I don't really have like a specific resource that I rely on most of the weather. I just don't – I try my best not to overreact too much until it's Sunday. It's because of information could just change so much. Brian, before we let you go, is there anything that we haven't touched on that you do like for this weekend? I, I know that not a whole lot of intriguing things going on, but anytime touchdown scorer, passing props, receiving, rushing props that you do like. Yeah, we talked about this game for a little bit before I started breaking up, but I really like uh, Will Levis passing over against the Buccaneers just because it's still a pretty low number, and we've seen him in two games that – he is not only capable, he's not only a capable quarterback and looks a lot better than expected from a rookie, especially one that might have been a little raw being drafted in the early second round, but he gets fling it. Like he's just not afraid to take shots deep downfield too, and he's got a cannon for of an arm also. And this pass this Bucks pass defense has been a funnel to say the least. And I like him to have a pretty big day through the air. 
Brian, we appreciate you, uh, as always, joining the program, and we look forward to doing it next week. Hopefully there's a little bit better enticing options for us. Oh, it doesn't get much worse than this one, but uh, thank you, guys. Talk to you soon. Sounds good. Brian Blue is there. Follow their work over at Pro Football Network and pfnbetting.com.